1: with uh, Corey McCartney from the Diamond. You can hear that every Sunday um, from 5 until 7. And I'm sure at some point during this uh, back and forth we have with Corey, he will tell us the Little League team, he and his son are getting ready to attack. Yes. Because <laughs> he, we always he takes get... names every week when he right, comes on right. here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, as we start this off, what kind of smile did you have on your face when you saw the game that Vaughn Grissom had, his his debut game here with the Braves last week?
2: I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I just don't know how this keeps happening. I mean, it's, so we were supposed to be in a time period where the farm system was down, right? I mean, you think about going through Swanson and Albies and Acuna and, you know, Max Fried and uh, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Austin Riley. We were, gonna, we were supposed to get to a point where, okay, the system is no longer what it once was. They've gone through the rebuild. They're, a, they're you know, a contender. Now they're a World Series champion. And then you have in, in one season – Spencer Strider, Michael Harris II, and now Vaughn Grissom. I am William Contreras as well. Yes. I mean, it's, it's it's crazy that they've continued to have this level of success. With then not supposed to keep happening, and it keeps happening. And they've done it the last two times with guys who have completely jumped past Triple A. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. It really is.
1: Now, Corey, let's be realistic about this. While that's all great news, there has got to be a short window for them to mesh with the existing stars and these young talents before business kicks in and somebody throws some money at them from other organizations. We've already talked about William Contreras possibly being grabbed by somebody else. He's on a one-year deal. But all that young talent coming up with a fairly young team, you have to consider the Braves a young team now, especially with Freddie off it. How are they gonna be able to keep all this talent and how much longer is the window there for these guys to come together and maybe get a couple more chips,
2: yeah, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, right? But I will say that you think about what Alex Anthopoulos has been able to do in getting Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies first and foremost to take deals that are well below market value, and then you you get Matt Olson, you sign him to a deal that's also you know con, considered to be a club friendly deal, and then you pull off the exact same thing with Max Fried. You've you've created this culture where these guys want to be together and not go out and just chase that dollar. I think that's going to make it a very interesting off season because obviously, you know, Danzy Swanson is a looming free agent and, you know, there's a, a market value on him. You look at spot track that kind of takes his, you know, production and puts it up against other short stops. And you're talking about a guy that's, you know, from their that vantage point around $24 million a year, which is, you know, would be the highest average annual value on any contract the Braves had ever doled out. So, is Dansby Swanson going to do that same thing? Then what do you do with Max Freed? And I, you know, I think it becomes, uh, you know, this continual thing. I, the one thing I will say though, this is not a situation like the Cubs were in. This is not a situation like we've seen teams like the Red Sox in, where you have to kind of start to, to, you know, peel back some of the layers here and say who can we actually keep. Uh, I think that they, for whatever reason, this culture has has built itself up where these guys want to stick together and they're willing to not go out and make top dollar to do so. And, and I just, it, it's, it's my, it's almost mind boggling, but it's, you know, I think to this, this winner is going to be a test to that with Swanson looming.
3: Yeah. This team is a little bit of a throwback in that regard. When you think about it, folks, we've been joined on the wait outline with Corey McCartney. He is social. Uh, you go. can find him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney at Corey J. McCartney, all or case. You can catch him here Sunday, Sunday evenings. with grant McCauley on from the diamond talk about pictures. First of all, Max Freed. how serious, is what's happening with him and then who we're going to get to see as starters in the doubleheader today.
2: Yeah, the free thing's interesting, right? Because you watched him on August 6th, and that started against the the Mets, and there was an errant throw from DSB Swanson, and and he goes over and picks it up and just has that awkward throw, and he fell down. And I remember talking to Grant about this. Uh, You know, like I can't believe he's just staying in this game. That looked really ugly. And, you know, certainly he pitches three more innings but shows concussion symptoms later and is now on the seven-day day IL, and now it's retroactive to August 8th. So technically, he could come off the IL on Monday, and this is just one start. Uh, but you, always, you, know, you never know with, with concussion issues, right? I mean, it's not something that can be as concrete as saying, okay, when you're eligible, you come off. Freed said Friday he just doesn't want to put a timetable on his return. It's his first concussion, so obviously the Braves are, are kind of slow playing things here with their expectations for their ace. Um, it's the first time in more than a year that he's been on the IL, and, and since the last time he went on the IL – only, only Sandy Alcantara and Adam Wainwright have thrown more innings. So this guy has been an absolute workhorse. We know what he means to this team. Uh certainly for for Saturday, I mean that's going to, you know, to to shuffle to shuffle up what you're going to see from this rotation. So you're going to have, you know, Kyle Muller back from AAA pitching the first game, uh Ian Anderson who, you know, had been optioned to AAA, a uh but it was added to the 27th man for this uh this doubleheader is going to get that second start. So if Freed misses any more time, obviously, you're going to see Anderson stick around. I'm interested to see what they do on Sunday because you've got, you know, Jay Jackson, who they they recently promoted, Colin, Hugh through, uh, Colin McHugh through two innings uh, on Friday night. So, are they going to go with a, an opener? You know, are they going to bring in Wasker, you know, who's on the 40-man roster to get him that spot on Sunday for that start? But they're kind of shifting things. Obviously, they've got a ridiculously tough home stretch coming, and, you know, this may be the toughest seven games that they face all season long with the Mets and the Astros. Um, so you, know, you want three back as quickly as you can, but you can understand that one not wanting to, to push matters uh, with the guy who's dealing with the concussion.
1: Sam and Greg sports radio, 92, nine, the game, 92, nine, the game.com. It's uh Corey McCartney. Uh, talk me off this ledge. I'm really, <laughs> really worried long-term about the catcher position because of what we talked about earlier with Wilson, Wilson, being uh, William Contreras being a, an attractive uh, piece for another team. He's on a one-year deal. And, we all love this dude, but runners love having him behind the plate because he's he's not throwing out a lot of guys in Travis Darno. So, is the catching position uh, one of those paramount needs that this team needs to address in the offseason? Do you feel? Or am I just being overly, you know, fill in the blank?
2: Well, so the, William Contreras is actually under club control until 2028. So, they are good to go. Um, he, why he did, I, did, why sign, did I think it was you know, a one year deal? Well, he has this, a one-year deal, but he's not even uh, arbitration eligible yet, so he's he's good to go. So you're not going to have to worry about no. who you see primarily behind the plate there for years to come. So that's why they were willing to move on from Shay Langoliers and throw him in that uh, that deal to get Matt Olson uh, from the uh, okay, from the well, A's. And so okay. yeah, but I but I do think there is a question of it can you know, you've got another year of Darnot here. Um, what do you do after that? Because I don't think that they necessarily, you know, have that that other young guy. Are they going to be in positions where they're constantly bringing up veterans to pair along? Or, because we just don't see a guy getting, you know, 150 starts behind the plate anymore. So I, I do think I do think long term, you know, who's number two uh, is a question mark.
1: Okay, well, appreciate you getting me off that list because I thought it was a one-year deal and I've been hearing one-year deal, but I didn't know about the long-term commitment there that that was there and I just hadn't heard that. So I was thinking that he was going to be yanked. Um, or you know, because you heard his name mentioned also as we approached the trade deadline. So I was, I was getting kind of nervous back there. I really was.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, his brother obviously is a free, is going to be a free agent this off season for the Cubs. So um, William, William is on a is a, at the end of his. Has game. there ever been
1: an, a situation yeah, well, where is there ever been a situation where you had two brothers on a team like that, especially at that same position? Not something oh, some that'd be catch, pretty cool though. Would it though? <laughs> Imagine a family fight's in a locker room, though.
3: Oh. <laughs> We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney talking Braves. And I want to talk a little bit, a couple of the baseball stories I want to chat with. First of all, okay. uh, San Diego and what happened out there with Tatis. You, ah. Your thoughts about that and what does that do to that team? I think they got plenty of foul power as is, but did this now make it impossible for them to reel in the Dodgers?
2: I mean, they're not catching the Dodgers. I don't think they were they were going to do that even with uh, that with Fernando Tatis Jr. in that lineup. But um, obviously, as this changes the complexity of that team, right? You go out and, and you acquire Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Juan Soto, in particular, with the idea that you can pair him with Tatis for up to three postseason runs. Obviously, this year not going to happen. He suspended 80 games for use of Clastavol. Um, he, he had mentioned that it was for treatment uh, of ringworm, which if you Google Clastavol, one of the things that pops up is it's, topical treatment for skin conditions like ringworms. So I don't know if that's what he did to, you know, make people think that that's what happened. Yeah, I will tell exactly. you, I've had, you know, I had a long talk with you know, with a, a former MLB manager who, who, you know, we're talking about, you know, workout stuff and, and certain protein powders. And he said, I can't take anything unless it's completely signed off by our medical staff and our trainers. I just cannot imagine that a guy who's due 13 years at $335 million is going to just have it access to whatever he wants to put on in or on his body. So I am I'm, I'm not buying this ring this ring thing, unfortunately, but from the, the Padre standpoint, I mean, think about it. You've got that investment in him. He's 23 years old. He's broken his wrist in a motorcycle accident. Now he has this, I mean, GM, AJ Preller, Mike Clevenger, their pitcher, we're talking yesterday after the game, how the, the, there's just no trust with him. Now they, they, they hope that he grows up, that he learns from this. Um, but think about this. I mean, again, 23 years old, 13 years left on this deal. He's played three major league seasons, and now he's forever going to be lumped in with guys like Ryan Braun and Robinson Cano. No matter what he does over the next you know, the, the duration of his career, this is going to taint the product going forward. And you know, I mean, unless the the, the way that you know guys approach PED guys, I mean, I hate to say it, it's in three years, but has he thrown Cooperstown out the window if he ends up being the talent that everyone believes that he can be? It's it's just really a sad situation uh, all over the place.
3: Especially for the Padres, who have so much locked into them. Wow! Wow! See? Uh, yeah! Yeah! One other thing that happened this week: uh, the second um, Field of Dreams game. Uh, seeing seeing <sighs> seeing Ken Griffey Senior. and Junior. walk from the cornfield to play catch, which Griffey which Griffey Senior. dropped the ball. Yeah, he did. Uh, that, <laughs> but, but also, but also the hologram Harry Carey. I gotta get your I gotta get your thoughts on this, Corey. Hey, I mean, when I, what, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what, did, what did you think of that thing?
2: So I I know he's touring with Tupac's hologram uh, this <laughs> fall. So that's gonna be that's gonna be nice. I, so I, I heard this with he Michael Jackson's
3: hologram. Yeah, yeah. Michael, there Jackson's there Michael, Jackson hologram. Michael Jackson's Michael Jackson hologram. The Michael Jackson hologram. Michael Chip. Michael
2: Chip and Tupac. Yeah, you, there right. you go. I I, I mean. I, I thought it was a little hokey, but if you're if you're going to do it, right, you do it at the place where you bring up the ghost of the game's past at a place that's literally the symbol of the ghost of the game's past. Um, I, I get it. I just kind of thought it was pretty tacky. Uh, it didn't look bad, though. I mean, I actually thought they did a pretty good job with it. It just was kind of silly. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I I just thought it was bizarre. And then, like, the, the Griffey thing's great, but, you know, they, if you haven't seen the movie, right, they'd spoil the ending for you.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and and by the way, I got a big problem with this game being held when it was anyway, because I had forgotten completely about it, didn't know it. This is one of the showcase events of the major league baseball season. That should be a Sunday night game. Y'all shouldn't be scared of football now because there's no games on. You do it in the middle of the week, and, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's going on." Um, I don't.
2: They move the all star move the all star game there, right? I mean, if yeah. you want to like, there you go. There you go. You know, that's your chance. I'm with if you want to make it about the the, the past and, you know, the, the ghost of the past and all that stuff, that's that's the platform.
1: And the other thing is, I haven't heard anybody con, um, confirm this, but I do believe that this being the second year, there was going to be some sort of Ray Liotta contribution to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he passed, they had to scramble for something else. Um, the Harry Carey thing, or the Griffey's, whatever it may be. But I'm just sort of disappointed in Major League Baseball not putting this on its most visible platform, meaning a Sunday night game. Yeah. The All Star Game could be something that could happen down the road. Um,
3: or or a holiday. It's kind of like the NHL doing New Year's Day, putting hockey out in the football you go. stadium, right? Absolutely. Do it that
1: night that they, you know, well, I can't do it after the all-star game. I want to go back to something we were talking about earlier, Corey, because I'm kind of confused. And I asked Sam this, when you were talking about San Diego, they got their own problems, but that aside, I'm just surprised that over the years, this hasn't been a free agent destination. When you talk about locations, yes, it's not the storied team like the Dodgers or the Yankees or, or other programs, Cubs, but that city in and of itself, it's got to be a place that everybody loves visiting and tra- and and playing in. And I'm just surprised that more free agents haven't chosen. So, is there something going on there within that organization that makes it sort of like eh, I don't know if I want to go to San Diego, beside just not having, you know, much long-term success.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's the organization itself because, you know, you, there's obviously a willingness to contend and to do it, you know, aggressive. I mean, A.J. Preller, their GM, you know, has not been one to, to to balk at any deal that he feels like makes that team, you know, a, a better team. And I think this trade denial, but deadline obviously showed that. They've, they've put big money into guys like Eric Hosmer and, and Manny Machado. I think more, more than anything, it's the division that they're in. And think about the fact that obviously the Dodgers have been, you know, the – I mean, arguably the most dominant team in baseball over the last you know 10, 15 years. We think about before that the Giants had a couple of World Series. I, I think maybe that you know it has a lot to do with it as well that it, it's such a difficult division. And then you know, you're, at, you're you're trying to, to be that team that doesn't necessarily have the same you know resources as the Dodgers, as the Giants. Um, I think that might have something to do with it, just the fact that, you know, it it is such a gauntlet to have to go through on a year-to-year basis. But it's a gorgeous park, and uh, obviously, you know, you get to enjoy that weather.
1: Well, I realize it's Saturday, but uh, give us an overview of what you and uh, Grant are going to be talking about tomorrow night on From the Diamond.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll spend some time talking about this Tatis thing, Um, you know. uh, We talked about free a little bit, uh, Vaughn Grissom. Uh, Ronald Cunha Jr.'s unit's been playing really well, so I think that's going to be an important storyline. And I mentioned what lies ahead for the Braves over this next week with the Astros, uh, the Mets and the Astros. Think about this. This is the only time the rest of the year that they'll play back-to-back series against teams that have winning records, teams that are in postseason position, and the only time since May they're facing division leaders in uh, one series after another. And I I know that the the Astros have gone through the six-man rotation but there's a chance that over a you know four- or five-game period, you're going to see Max Scherzer, Jacob yeah. DeGrom, and potentially Justin Verlander, yeah. And that's three of the best pitchers of the last 20 years, and the Braves could be seeing them over a handful of games. Wow. That's a gauntlet. Oof.
1: Well, you know what? You, we got a bunch of young players that are coming into the league that don't know nothing about history. And so <laughs> that's usually what happens. Corey, as always, we thank you, man, for getting up and being a part of the show. Enjoy the rest of you. Oh, and who, you, who, who are you and your kid taking on today or tomorrow?
2: So we're in training mode right now, so we're getting ready for the fall season. So we got a couple-week break here. I'm, I'm I'm running them through these cross-cut workouts. The Seriously, <laughs> I am, and we're getting, we're building some machines
1: now. <laughs> All right, man. Nice. Well, give us the update when it happens. Corey McCartney from the Diamond Sunday nights, 5 to 7, right here on the station. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, buddy.
0: Thanks, guys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?